tonight. We magnify you and lift you up, Jesus. There is none but thee. Oh, God, help us tonight to touch you. Help us tonight to open up. Help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Help us, oh, Lord God of heaven, to love thy word more than we love our life. Help us, oh, God, in the name of Jesus, to know that you are God and you change not. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. You are holy and righteous without spot or blemish. We praise you this evening. Amen. Good to be with you tonight, Wednesday night live stream. Let us worship the Lord in song tonight.
grateful that the Lord is with you, that he said he'd never leave you nor forsake you, that he would be with you until the very end. I am so glad of that promise. God keeps his promises. I said God is faithful. He keeps his word. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's continue to worship the Lord tonight in song. Let's sing another song to Jesus tonight. Would you, wherever you're at, would you just lift your voice? Worship, close your eyes. Just right there in your living room, wherever you may be viewing or listening. It's time that we just lift up the Lord right now. Stop doing whatever you're doing and focus on the Lord.
We are not alone. He is with us. He lives inside of us. Amen. Can you lift your hands? Worship the Lord in spirit and in truth tonight. Open up. Allow Him to minister and to touch and to bring what He desires tonight in our lives. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. My daughter can be seated. We're going to give some announcements tonight. And then we're going to get right into the word of the Lord this evening. Looking forward to it, even though it's very heavy on my heart. We're going to have some work days coming up. Not this coming Saturday, since uh, Sunday is Mother's Day. But the following Saturday, which I believe is going to be the 16th, 9.30, the Tabernacle. At the, at the Tabernacle, we need to pack up some other things that uh, just kind of got slipped through the crack. We need to go there, clean up a little bit, get ready. Because the following Saturday, the 23rd, at 8 o'clock, I need volunteers to help. We're going to have a parking lot sale there at the Tabernacle. Then the 30th, the last Saturday of the month, we have to be out. We've got to get everything out, got to clean, got to get it all over here. Because thank God they're going to let us out a month early of our lease, so that saves the church $3,000. So thank the Lord for that. Praise God. So, not this Saturday, but on the 16th, 9.30, the Tabernacle, we're going to do some more packing, cleaning, and then the following, the 23rd, we're going to have a parking lot sale. We're going to meet there about 8 o'clock, get everything ready. And then on the 30th at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, we're going to meet there at the Tabernacle to move everything out and get it clean. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now, for the Academy students, we still need to take the uh, Iowa uh, standardized test because that helps us with our accreditation. And so the last Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of May, we're going to meet here at the temple. You're going to need to bring a lunch. You're going to need to wear your uniforms. We're going to come up here. We're going to spread out, and we're going to take these tests. Now take us all three days. So it'll begin at 9 o'clock. So parents, be here on time. And be sure they have their lunch. And then at 3 o'clock you can pick them up. Amen. And again, it may not take us all three days. But we need to get that. i got to pack it together. i got to fill out the forms. i got to mail it in so it can be scored. Again, Academy students, that's the last Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of May. Here at the temple, 9 o'clock to 3. Taking the Iowa test. Bring a lunch. Wear your uniforms. Praise the name of the Lord. God is an awesome God. I've got some other announcements that I want to make, but I'm going to do that in my sermon tonight because the Lord is really, really, really dealing with me about some things. Amen. I'm going to be reading over in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 10, chapter number 10, beginning with verse number 16. We're going to read quite a bit of scripture, so I'm going to give you some time to get your Bibles, and if you would, begin to get your notebook Begin to open your heart. Begin to ask God to speak to you. And that's Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse number 16. Hebrews 10, 16 says this. This is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. Their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now, where remission of these is, there's no more offering for sin. Having, therefore, brethren, boldness to enter 
into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promise. Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for the judgment and fiery indignation which should devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sore punishment, suppose ye, shall he be thought worthy who hath trodden under the foot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant, wherewith he was sanctified, an unholy thing, where he hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. For we know that he hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let me get right into the message tonight. I'm really happy with this message. I've been stirred ever since Sunday after the evening service. I've been praying in my spirit off and on every day. Studying the Word of God. Allowing God to speak to me. God's dealing with me about some things. And I want to say this from the very start. I'm not a politician. I'm not a health care provider. Neither am I a first responder anymore. But God, for some unknown reason to me, has called me to preach. And that's what He expects me to do. He expects me to operate by His Word and His Word alone through faith. He expects me to walk in that faith, not with fear. We have an adversary that's going to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. Remember, we war not against flesh and blood. We don't war against disease. We don't war against sickness. We don't war against viruses. But we war against that spiritual wickedness in high place. Lucifer is his name. And he's out to destroy us and lure us into a slumber that we will not be ready when the day of the Lord comes. Tonight I'd like to leave this thought with you. So much the more. So much the more. Last night as I was putting Titus to bed, he began to look at me and said, Papa, I want to give you a thought that you can preach with. I said, okay, Titus. And he thought for a moment and he said these words. Keep your eyes straight on God and don't get off the path. Wow! If you only knew what I was being led to preach, he was right on target, a seven-year-old boy being sensitive to the voice of God, giving confirmation 
unto his pastor. Now I'm going to cover several points very quickly in our text. First, God was going to write his laws upon our mind and heart. Second, we must have a true heart and full assurance of faith in his word, in the work of God, in the power of God, and the faithfulness of God. We must hold to that faith without wavering. Nothing, nothing in this life should cause us to wait. Doesn't matter what the media says, it doesn't matter what the world says, it doesn't matter about economic situations, it doesn't matter about disease or sickness. I cannot waver in my faith, understanding that God's word is true and what he has promised, he will perform. We must provoke one another unto love and good works. We must not forsake the gathering together and so much more as we see the day approaching, but we must exhort one another. Tonight I want this message to come from a heart that is so burdened for you. So burdened for this local assembly that God has allowed me the privilege to be an under-shepherd. There's so much going on in my mind right now in my spirit. I don't know how this is going to come out, but I want you to know again, God has called me. Just a moment. My mic's going out, and I'm not going to let anything stop me from preaching this tonight. Amen. Nothing. Amen. Always be prepared. You got to be prepared. Are we prepared for the coming of the Lord? Are we really prepared for the coming of the Lord? It says here, For if we sin willfully after knowing the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. God has truly stirred my heart and soul. He's also leading me to an upcoming fast very soon. It is time to get serious about God. Look at the things that are happening. Look at the events. Look at all of the things all over the world. Surely you know that the Lord is coming soon. About a week and a half ago, the organization entitled WHO, World Health Organization, held a global meeting. A global meeting. Every country globally was involved except three. The United States, Israel, in China. The Gates Foundation was there. And their whole purpose was discussing how they could come up with a means of a global immunization and to number the people so they would know who had had the shot and who hadn't. Sounds like the day is approaching. Sounds like that the world's agenda through the inspiration and influence of the devil is preparing us to be lost instead of being vigilant and sober and understanding that, listen, I cannot be deceived. Cannot be deceived. You say, Pastor, I'm not deceived. Well, we say that now, but with everything that's going on, as human beings, we're operating in caution. All right, okay. But where's our faith along with that caution? Are we just going about our day-to-day -day life being cautious to the point that, that 
We don't understand the essential of coming to church. Listen to me, church. I'm not trying to condemn you. The adversary is out to destroy you. He is looking to deceive us. He is looking to rock us like a baby to sleep. To say, okay, well, church attendance is not as essential as going to the grocery store. Or going to work. Or going to the hardware store. Or doing whatever you're doing. Don't you understand that wherever you travel, even if you stay home, somebody can come in that home, a family member, and you can get the virus by never leaving your home. I'm telling you, I will not any longer stay silent. God has turned me. I'm the watchman on the wall. It is time to have church. I'm not saying throw away the mask. I'm not saying quit being cautious. What I'm saying is get your faith motivated. Get your faith motivated. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. I've been doing some lot of research and studying along with my wife. And do you know they are finding out the facts of the COVID. They are finding out that millions of people have already had it. And they have antibodies in their system. And I'm telling you they are determining that the death rate, the mortality rate of this virus is less than the flu. Why are we allowing the media to put fear in our hearts and our lives and we're hunkering down like we're afraid of death? Hey, I cannot afford to find my life and I lose it. Paul said for me to die is dead. I'm not going out here and say, okay, I want it and I want to die. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying even if I get it and even if it kills me, I have gained because God has a pleasure in the death of his saints. I cannot sit back. I cannot just take it easy. God is coming, and I cannot be lost. Revival is in the air. May the 20th, there will be no longer any sign-up. None. I encourage you to come in every service that we have. Yes, I still encourage you to wear a mask. Yes, I still encourage social distancing. But what I also encourage is that when we get in this sanctuary, there is no safer environment. This environment is safer than Walmart or H-E-B. It is safer than your job. It is safer in your automobile riding around. Hey, riding in your automobile. It lingers in the air. It can come in your car. But in the presence of God, oh, I'm telling you, there is safety in His presence. So much that I'm going to bring out, not tonight, but on this message. Some of you are saying, Pastor, what are you doing? I'm not trying to condemn you, sweet pea. I'm not trying to say, don't be caught. What I'm trying to say is God stirred me. We're going to be so careful, we're going to be carefully lost. God expects your pastor to demonstrate faith. He expects your pastor to sound the warning. He expects your pastor to let you know what the devil is up to. We're fighting him. We're not fighting the COVID. We're not fighting the global system. We're fighting the devil. I want you to hear me. I'm glad that our country, leading by our president, is not involved in who? It's not involved in the global situation. I'm glad of it. But that's not to say that eventually we won't be. And listen, if you already are fearing death to the point of not coming, then what are you going to do when they say, if you don't take this number and you don't get this shot, you can't buy anything, you can't go to work anymore, you may take the mark of the beast without even knowing it.
can sense some things for those that are watching this evening. I can sense it. I love you, sweet pea. I love you. May the 20th, no more sign-up, none, none. If I have to put more chairs to keep distances, then I'm, that's what I'm going to do. I'll put them around the wall. We're going to have church. We're going to have Wednesday night service, and we're going to so much more. We're going to have Friday night service from here on out, 7 o'clock. We're going to have a real service Wednesday night, Friday night at 7, Sunday morning at 11, and Sunday night at 6, and we're going to have church. And then sometime in May... From now on, we're going to have an all-night prayer meeting. And we're going to sign up. We're going to pray. And I'm telling you, that's what it's going to take. If we're prayerful, if we're walking by faith, hey, God's going to take care of us. Amen. God is able to take care of us. It's time for us to understand something. Is God able? Is He able to keep me safe? Is he? Is he able to keep me well? Is he able to heal my body if I get sick? Then let's quit being in such a way as Gideon, hiding in a cave, but understanding God is saying to us, we are mighty people in the Lord, and it's time to come out and begin to worship God in spirit and truth. It's time to come out and understand that it's high time, high time, that we begin to be the church of the living God. This is just the beginning. This is just the start. Who would have thought that the whole world economy would have shut down because of a virus? And that's how they're going to implement a one world economic system. We had better get ourselves where we need to be and start getting ready to go home to heaven. There is nothing here for me. There is nothing I want here. It's all laid up in glory. Pastor, it's easy for you to say. It's not easy for me to say. I've got grandchildren. I got a daughter expecting another child. It's not easy for me to say, but I just know what God is stirring me with. Do I trust Him or I don't trust Him? Do I believe Him or I don't believe Him? Does that mean I act foolish? I'm not saying that. But it does not mean that I quit doing the things that God has commanded me to do in the fear of God. Because that's what it boils down to, isn't it? You're afraid of dying. You're not afraid of getting the COVID. We're afraid of dying. We're afraid of being put on and I forget the name of what it is that, that I believe it's a ventilator, respirator, whatever it is to help us breathe. Do you know now that they're determined that's the worst thing they can do for you? They're determined that when somebody gets on there, they're going to die because it does not help. They don't know what's going on. So why don't we believe God's report? Why don't we let God be our authority instead of the government and the media being our authority? Yes, I'm fired up tonight. And you know me, I'm not apologizing for it. Because we're the end time church. You better listen to me. This is it. We're the end time church. I may not see the coming of the Lord and you may not see it, but we're still the end time. This generation will not pass away before the coming of the Son of Man is. That's what the Bible says. All of it is in place. Everything is working. They're setting things up. You have no clue. It's time. If you really want to know, get informed with what's going on. Really read the facts and then get back into the Word of God and see that it's already been prophesied. And God said He'll be with us to the end. 
The, my daughter didn't know what I was preaching, but then she was talking about, I will not fear. I will not fear. We cannot fear. I want families when you come. I want families sitting together. It creates more speech. Space between the others. Don't separate families. Stay together. You're in the same family anyhow. And let's begin to worship the Lord. Plenty of room here. I put more chairs over here against the wall so people can sit over there. If I have to, I'll line up everywhere. We've got to worship God. We've got to trust God. I know some of you are saying, oh, Pastor, what's going on? I'm not trying to condemn you, sweet pea. But you still go to the grocery store. The grocery store cannot be more important than coming to the house of God. I'm sorry. Amen. By the word of God, it cannot be. It cannot be. Amen. Going to work. Yes, we got to work. We got to make a living. I understand all of that. And, and, and I appreciate the fact that you're doing. But it cannot. It cannot overshadow coming to the house of God. Because what is happening for several people, when they don't come, they lose connection. They don't read. They don't pray. In fact, they begin to keep away some of the things that they know they should be doing because they're not in the house of God. Their whole attitude, their whole emotion, they begin to think carnal. They begin to become, uh, you know, so carnally thinking that they're dead in their trespasses and sin. I'm trying to help us. I'm trying to sound the warning. I'm trying to let you know, oh, hallelujah, glory to God. God, listen to me. In the school of the prophets, in the school of the prophets, Elijah, excuse me, Elisha was coming, and they gathered a whole bunch of stuff, and somebody gathered some gourds, and, and they ground it up, and they were eating it already. They were already eating it. And they said, there's dirt in the pot, there's death in the pot. And God spoke to the prophet and said, hey, get some meal, just plain old meal. Threw it in there and it was fine. What about the waters of Mara? What about when they came out and three days later, after they just complained, they start complaining again. And they said, well, we can't bring this water. Why don't you bring us out to die? And so God showed Moses a tree. I could go on and on and on and on. We heard Brother John Brown preach about Esther and her uncle Mordecai. And we understand that even though there were plans against them, God came through because Esther had the faith. If I die, I die. And so let me just go in before the king. Do you understand what I'm saying? We've got to serve him while there's yet time to serve him. I am so burdened. Words are flowing out of me. The devil is more real to our soul as a threat than a cold. If we don't get that and understand that, I told Brother Palacios today, as he also heard a lot of these things that I have found, and he's read some more things as well and studied. I told him today, I hope that somebody does some statistics of apostolics that are really living for God, how many of them got COVID? And how many of them died? I'm sure there may be some. I don't know. I don't know of any. You might know of someone. Okay. But I don't know of any. I believe God can protect His church. That's what I believe. I believe God can protect His church if I'm walking by faith, if I'm being what He wants me to be. I'm not tempting Him. I'm not going to walk in a room where there's 10 people infected. I'm not saying that unless God tells me to. If He tells me to, I got to go. I got to go. He tells me to go in there and lay hands. I got to lay hands because God may want to show forth His glory and heal every one of them. He can do that, you know. COVID is no man for the power of God. There's still yet to be famines and pestilence that, right, that's going to kill one-third of the population. 
not one or two percent that are infected. One third, thirty-three percent. Right. I want to be right with God, and I know you do too, sweet pea. And, and this is the enemy's doing. This he's taking something that has come upon the earth, and he's using it basically for one purpose: to hinder the church right. and try to snatch you away at his will, and try to get you deceived. And try to get you thinking, well, I can't go to church because of this. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> okay. Then don't go anywhere else. You say, Pastor, that's really mean. Okay. It's not meant to be mean. It means to be realistic. It means to be realistic. This is a big area here. We clean it and sanitize it. God is here. His presence is here. I've got to keep my eyes as tight as it straight on God. And I can't get off the path. Because straight is the way it narrows the gate that leads to life. And few be there that find it. Oh, hallelujah. The Bible talks about this. When he comes, will he find faith on the earth? You understand? I cannot be saved by faith. I cannot please him without faith. I gotta walk by faith. Everything I do has got to be by faith or it's sin. Do you understand what I'm saying? Faith. Hey, forsaking all, I trust him. Hey, I'm telling you, church, listen to me. We gotta get back to having church. So I'm telling you, May the 20th. No more sign up, Jesus. No more. You want to come? You come. We're still encouraging wearing masks. We're still encouraging being careful. But we're going to have church. We're going to do what God tells us to do. And if we have 120, 130, if we have to, we'll open the foyer and put chairs out in the foyer. We got to, if we have to, we'll put chairs out on this landing. We got to do what God has told us to do. And we cannot be afraid. Well, Pastor, that's easy for you to say. It's not easy for me to say. God has stirred me to say it. God has dealt with me to say I know my calling. Some of you may not have ever heard me say this. I know my calling. God has called me as a prophet to say things that are very difficult to say that others may not say. And at times, it is uncomfortable to people. I understand that. I understand that. But that's who I am and that's my calling. And I've got to give an account. If I don't tell you this tonight, it wasn't something that I was jumping up and down about. It has stirred me. It has given on my mind. I can't sleep. I'm telling you, it's not something that says I can't wait. I'm just going to, you know, really. But I'm telling you, the enemy, the end, we've got to put him on notice. We've got to reveal what he's doing. We've got to understand. We can't be ignorant of his devices. And we've got to understand the Lord is God. He changes not. He is greater than anything we could ever come against. Amen. Amen. Some of you know that to be true. You have seen his miracles. You have personally experienced his miracles. You have personally heard a witness that you knew tell of a miracle. Then what is wrong with believing God to keep you safe in the midst of any plague? Any plague? Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I know you got to eat and I know you got to go to work. I understand. I understand. But the Bible says I gotta go to church. And if you still have a conviction you can't come, I'm still gonna love you. I'm not gonna be critical of you. I just got to preach. I just got that's what I'm called to do. I'm called to preach the word of the Lord. And God has dealt with me. And so I would be amiss him dealing with me and not telling you that the devil is behind all of this causing fear and panic in the world and in the church of the living God. 
I don't know. I haven't read the church in Louisiana where the apostolic pastor refused to have any type of, of live stream. He kept having churches. I don't know if somebody has gotten COVID from their congregation or not. I have no clue. But I know he went to jail. That's right. He lives next door to the church, so it would be hard to keep him away. But the point is, he understood that God has to be first. He has to be first. He won't be second. He won't be third. He's got to be first. Amen. And tonight as I'm really sensing the Lord, I want you to know my heart. I care for you. I love you. I, I, I really do. But at the same time, if I continue to let this go without doing what God has instructed me to do, then I'll be doing you an injustice. If you're lost, you can say, hey, God, you dealt with Pastor White. He's given an account of how he preached and so forth. But he refused to say it because he didn't want to hurt me. This has nothing to do with hurting you. It has to do with warning you that the devil is going to and fro seeking. He doesn't want to devour the lost. He wants to devour the children of the Most High God. It's important. That we understand the precepts. It's important. The Bible talks about this. It says that I seek to find my life. Or to save my life. I will lose my life. But if I lose my life. For him in the kingdom. I shall find my life. We're coming into that era. Where we're going to have to walk that way. No longer can we just say, okay, I'll do that. Okay, I'm not taking the mark. Okay, I'm going to live for God no matter what. Hey, we're being put to the test. We're being put to the test. Remember, only a remnant's going to be saved. Ten versions. Five were lost. Five were saved. Only a remnant is going to be saved. And I am determined that my family and I are going to be in that remnant. Going to be in that remnant. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. If a seven-year-old boy can be sensitive enough to tell his papa, this is what you ought to preach. Even though I already had all of this, he didn't know. Keep your eyes straight on God and don't get off the path. Amen. Some of you have dealt with cancer scares. Some of you have dealt with other physical issues that scared you to death, that you thought it was going to take you out but God moved and God granted you life and God healed your body and God worked for you. Is that to say that we wouldn't die? I'm not saying that. It's a point hundred man wants to die. We all have an appointment. All of us have an appointment. Even the Apostle Paul, when he was going, they knew he was going to die. He knew he was going to die. And, and he really got upset of him. He said, what are you trying to do to me? Keep me from my joy. Keep me from my destination. For me to die is Game for me to live is more profitable for you. It wasn't for him. We're going to have church Wednesday, 
Friday, Sunday morning, and Sunday night. We have enough ministry here. If I get weary in body, that they need to be ready anytime, anytime, any second I may call on them. They need to be ready because it's time to have church. It's time to begin to have all night prayer meetings. Every hour we need someone here. If not, I'll just bring a cot and I'll just stay here by myself because I'm serious for you and I'm serious about salvation and I'm serious about revival and I'm serious about my faith in the Lord because God has called me and done too much for me to just say, oh wow, I can't do this anymore because of the COVID. Hey, the COVID will come and go. You listen to me. It'll still be here, but the news will die down. They'll find some type of vaccine. It'll still kill people just like the flu. It'll still kill people just like AIDS. It'll still kill people just like cancer. And we won't think nothing about it anymore. Amen. I just hope that you can feel my heart and not hear this with a hard heart, but understand where I'm coming from. Understand what I'm coming from. We are born again of water and spirit. We are the people of the name Jesus. It is time that we begin by faith. I promise you, you get around something dangerous, I know if you're sensitive and prayerful like you should be, God will tell you right then you're in danger. He really will. And you can go away from that. It's happened to me several times. Happened to my wife several times. I'm telling you, my God is able to take care of us. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Wednesday, 7, May the 20th, we'll start a new era for this church. A new era. And if God gives with me that Wednesday and Friday and Sunday is not enough, then we'll start having Tuesday. Or Thursday. Or Saturday. We'll start having church. I realize you may not be able to make all the services, but some can make some that they couldn't make others. We need to have more church, not less. And I hope some pastor is watching. And I hope somebody that, that is tuning in that may only have one service or whatever, they need to pray about having more than that. They need to pray about having two services. They need to pray about having a Wednesday night service. I'm telling you, it's so vitally important because that is how we're perfected by hearing the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You've got to understand, unfortunately, it is true, some of you may not even hear the Word of God, read the Word of God until church time. I'm just telling you like it is. God didn't intend for people to be an island. He didn't intend for people to try to save themselves. Yes, we need to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. I understand that. We need to continue in the faith. We need to hold on to the faith. Interestingly, contend for the faith. And the, are we doing that? Or is the enemy, enemy, roaring, roaring, roaring? And we're hiding. Only you can answer that. You may say no. Okay, that's between you and the Lord. But I will not stand by and let the enemy devour you without giving you a warning. I'm not going to do that. I refuse to do that. I refuse to do this. I refuse to do that. You're proved too precious to me and the Lord. Here we're at in a beautiful church that God has given us. I know he wants us to build it. I know that. He wants us to come and worship him in spirit and in truth. There's no doubt in my mind. We've had visitors come already. 
We've had situations, of course, happen. I understand all of that. So much the more. Do you understand that I preached basically the same message exactly two years ago in May of 2018? Wow. Two years later, I'm trying to exhort us again. We need more church, not less. More church, not less. Can we be honest with ourselves? It doesn't matter how many employees in your job. You don't know where they went. You don't know what they've been doing. Do you know it lingers in the air that you could go into a bathroom right after they've been there and get it? Do you know you can walk past where they had walked and get it? The only safe place truly is in the Lord. That's the safest place there is on the planet. It's to be under His pavilion. To be under His shadow. To abide under that shadow of the wing of God. Oh, I'm pressed. I'm pressed. I don't know how many are still with me. I hope you're still listening and others that will tune in later. I hope you'll watch it all because I'm telling you it is time. We need to pray God. Am I acting in fear or am I acting in faith? Only you can answer that. God knows hearts, but I know what he's told me. Again, I'm not talking about it. I say it over and over again. I'm not talking about tempting, acting foolish. But faith is illogical. Faith is not something that the human mind can comprehend. Faith. In the days to come and services to come, we're going to be looking at the Passover in life that you have never seen it before. We're going to look at the word quarantine. We're going to begin to study other things after the miracle. Now what? How many times has God healed your body? How many times has God answered your prayer? Has He changed? Has He changed? No, he hasn't changed. And you will say he hasn't changed. Let's do our best to live like he hasn't changed. Families, again, I want to say it again because it's important. When you come to church, sit together. That way we may be able to accommodate more people in giving some space. If we see we're running out, we've got chairs both in the men and the women's prayer room. We can bring them right out. We can set another row here. We can set rows around the outside of the perimeter. Again, we can set rows in the foyer. We can even have some family that has a small child in the nursery. I'm telling you, there's plenty of room. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. We need to have church. There are people that are hurting. There are people that are fearful. There are people that, that really, really, their emotions are going crazy. They need God. The enemy is our adversary. And that's who we're up against. It's not one another. It's not the COVID. It's not any other disease. It's the adversary. The Bible says this. Don't fear the one that can kill the body. That's right. But fear the one that after the body is dead, that can cast your soul in there. That's right. And that's God. I have reverence for the Lord. I fear the Lord. It's a terrible thing to fall in the hands. 
of God. It's a fearful thing, the Bible said. I've tried tonight to do my best to bring you this message in a way that I hope and pray that you would take it seriously. I refuse to give in to fear and caution alone. I will have faith in God. For genuine faith results in drawing near to God. Genuine hope results in unwavering allegiance to God. And genuine love results in loving deeds performed for God and others. Amen. Sweet P, I want to say it one more time in closing. Even in the safety of your home, even with loved ones going out from time to time for the essential needs, they can still bring that back and you can still be infected. The only safe place is living for God. Because if you're living for God, I will feel no evil even though I'm walking in the valley of the shadow of death. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord keep you. The Lord help you and strengthen you. The Lord awaken you. The Lord stir you. And understand that we have an adversary. Don't underestimate him. Don't be ignorant of his devices. Don't give in to fear. For the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But God has come to give us life and life more abundantly. This is not meant to condemn you, but rather stir you to let you know where we're going. I said, where we're going, we're going. I can't wait for May the 20th. I don't know how many will come, but I do know this. As God said, if these hold their peace, the very rocks will cry out. I know that God wants his house full, and I know in whom I believe, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have given him until that day. The Lord bless you tonight. The Lord reign on you. The Lord help you and strengthen you. In Jesus' name.